Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. have an unexplained fear of flying, even though you've never flown? Could this be part of your own past life imprinting on your present life? Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and this week we're exploring past life experiences. be a way for us to connect to our past. In a past episode titled Reincarnation, we focused on our soul taking on a range of lives. And this week, we look further into how we might be able to access them. The idea of reincarnation has been around virtually forever. It's a part of a number of religions and belief systems dating back to ancient times. According to the practice of numerology, you can calculate how many past lives you have lived using the digits in your birthday. Now, this might sound tricky at first, but it's quite straightforward. Are you ready? You need a pencil or pen um, or a quill <laughs> and some paper. Oh, all you have to do is look at the numbers in your birth month. If you were born in February, the second month of the year, that means you'll use the number two. March is three, April is four, and so on. If your birth month contains two digits, simply add them together. So for December, that means one and two, of course, equals three. Next, move on to the year. If you're born in 1992, add the digits 1 plus 9 plus 9 plus 2 together to get 21. Then reduce that down even further by adding 2 plus 1 to get the single digit of 3. From there, are you with me so far? <laughs> From there, add all the digits in your birth date together and keep going until you get a single number. Now, if you were born on February the 17th, 1992, okay, this'll be two, because it's February, plus one, plus seven, which is the 17th, and then you've got the year, plus one, plus nine, plus nine, plus two, which equals 31. Add three plus one to get four. So your life path number is four, which also reveals how many past lives you've lived. The answer will likely uh, be one through nine, but if your result is 11, 22, or 33, then just stop adding. So mine is, not sure about this at all, um, so it added up to 38, but then if I add three and eight together, that's 11. So I've lived 11 lives. 
So there you go. I'm not really sure about numerology. I know there's a lot of sense in it, but for this, it sounds very random. But hey, what the hell do I know? Past life regression is a gentle form of hypnotherapy which takes an individual back through time to their previous lives or incarnations by accessing memories and experiences that are normally hidden in their subconscious mind. Life today is so busy and so noisy that these memories are usually concealed beneath the noise of everyday thoughts. A PLR session guides you out of the noise and into a deeply quiet and peaceful state where it's far easier, apparently, to locate the memories held in your subconscious mind. Now, past life regression can help you to do various things, and I have a list here. So it can reconnect you with your past life experiences. It can help you understand why you feel a deep connection with certain places, explore your past life and current soul soulmate experiences, identify physical ailments that you have, uh, which may be remnants of a past life experience. So for instance, if you've always got a bad neck, oh, my neck is, you know, from being little, I've always got a, a bad neck and there's no, you know, logical or medical explanation. It could have been perhaps that you were hanged in your previous life. Who knows? And you've never managed to sort of sort it out. Past life regression can also help explore unresolved emotions, which have carried through into this lifetime creating fears or beliefs uh, which you've been unable to explain. So if you have a phobia of, I don't know, tight claustrophobic spaces, perhaps in another life you might have died um, in a prison cell or died in a, in a tunnel or, or a minor perhaps, who, who knows? Past life regression can also help acknowledge and embrace the key lessons learned through those lives. And I know, for instance, somebody who I admire, uh, as I've said, is no longer with us, Dolores Cannon, who's very much into past lives, believes that if you don't learn your lesson, your key lesson in this life, you'll keep coming back and you'll keep having to go through it over and over and over again. I mean, oh, that sounds absolutely appalling. So to me, it's very, very important to try and, and help ourselves and our souls learn the key lesson in this life so we don't have to come back and do it again. Now, we'll be hearing more about past life regression later on in the show. But first, let's jump into this week's listener story. This is from Eleanor and Alex, who got in touch previously in our Guardian Angels episode. And they write, hey, Yvette and the Paranormal Activity Pod team, we wanted to tell you about our first ever paranormal investigation, which we did a couple of weeks ago at a Most Haunted Experience. The venue was Borwick Hall, Lancashire. And it's safe to say we've come away being absolutely baffled and amazed and she's put in brackets or they put in brackets sorry that the recording is so long but we just had so much to say on another note i work at various historic properties in cumbria and there is one in particular i'd like to investigate hawkshead grammar school where wordsworth went to school do you have any hints or tips for running an investigation for the first time we're still loving the podcast keep doing what you do ta for now ellie and alex so do you fancy going on a ghost hunting experience and doing an investigation. Perhaps you've never done one before and would like to do one. So I think really there's a couple of little things I'd, I'd like to tell you if, if you really do want to do uh, a paranormal investigation. The most important thing is to make sure whoever you go with, you trust 100%. And I know you've heard me say this plenty of times. 
don't bog yourself down with too much equipment. Um, the most important equipment that you have are your own senses. The problem that you have at the moment is that the the whole of the ghost hunting genre um, now has become so saturated with all sorts of things that you can buy and use and this gadget and that gadget. Don't bog yourself down with it, honestly. All you need is a night vision camera, a torch, an EMF meter, and a stills camera. For now, if, you're, if this is your first time, that's all I would take with you to start with. Those are just your basics. That's all you need. Now, if you split up, this is very important. Make sure that you have a phone. Depending on the signal, there might not be a good signal where you are. Take a walkie-talkie with you that has a good range. And this is only because if one of you trips, falls, or injures yourself, then at least you can get hold of your friend. That's really, really, really important. The second most important thing I would say is be patient and be prepared for a very long night. Do call out and go into the location with lots of energy. The spirits need this to work with you. And most importantly, even before any of the other stuff I've mentioned, most importantly, have fun. And of course, you have to report back to me. Hi, Yvette. We just wanted to send in sort of our experiences from our most haunted experience at Boric Hall a couple of weeks ago. I'm Ellie. This is Alex. Hello. And we went to Boric Hall, which is near Carnforth, um, which was our first ever kind of paranormal investigation experience. Well, I think it um, was the first time the most haunted team had been there as well. Yes. So it was uh, new experiences for everyone. Yeah, it was great. So we both kind of went sceptical but like wanting to kind of see what it's all about because we love the show Most Haunted, we love the podcast, we've both sent in stories to the podcast because we've had weird things happen. Um, But this was a chance to get involved. Yeah, yeah and sort of kind of we watch the show a lot so kind of like live the show and the dream. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just didn't know what to expect but we went in very just happy to experience whatever we might happen to present itself and of course to meet uh Stuart and Carl who were oh. both delightful we had a great time yeah they are icons we love them <laughs> <laughs> uh so we started off in sort of like a ballroom type room a bit smaller than a ballroom but it had like a sort of large kind of hard was it laminate floor yeah, yeah. and a big fireplace and there was like taxidermied animal heads on the walls that kind of thing um so in there we got introduced to all the equipment that was going to be used on the night so there was Ren pods and K2s and... Cat those... toys. Oh, yeah, the... the, the... Um, light-up teddy bear. Yeah, I liked um, that. Temperature guns. So that was all very interesting. And then Carl called me out as a sceptic, which is <laughs> a true honour. You got exposed. I was exposed, <laughs> um, which was great. Uh, and then we kind of began, we split up. We went into this little creepy panelled side room yeah you say it was creepy there was also a fireplace in there and sort of like a table and chairs two pianos apparently two pianos i didn't notice um but the first weird thing that happened was going into that room so everybody was just like walking in you know it's single file type thing and the door closed on me and i thought nothing of it i just thought people were holding the door for each other and, and so i just the lady as well and it happened after that to some i think one of the members of the team mm. but i thought kind of like oh you know the door like no someone just didn't hold the door for me or whatever but it turns out the door had been wedged open and then 
we kind of tested it, sort of standing on the floorboards by the door as it was wedged open to see if it would, like, you know, loosen it to open by itself. But it, it just closed on me and someone else, which yeah. was weird and spooky, and I loved it. But it was also <laughs> interesting because neither of us thought of anything of it at the time until later someone said, oh, I think the door closed on me. We were like, oh, di- oh, OK, so you have to reevaluate that little experience you weren't even thinking about properly so we had the ouija board out in that room we did. and we had the the kind of touch sense teddy bear i don't know what it's called so we had of called out and asked if 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 there was anyone there and if they could sort of you know light up the teddy bear or the the little lights or sensors that we had we had a little bit of activity on the bear it's it all quite up. i don't think it was quite consistent enough to be no that remarkable but it was interesting nonetheless. One of the K2s was going from its green light to its, up to its red light. And so Stuart came in and said, right, everybody get your, the other K2s and sort of, and let's see if we can triangulate this and see how far this energy... Get the radius. Spreads, yeah. Yeah. And um, I took a temperature reading of this little spot, and it was about 20 degrees. And, yeah, we kind of triangulated it. It was pretty consistently in one spot. So was, the room was about 20 degrees consistently. But then after about five or ten minutes, the spot that was spiking was 18 degrees. And I don't know enough about drafts or (laughs) air currents or anything to say if that's anything. We should have probably measured other areas in the room. Um, But that interesting nonetheless that there was a spike and there was a drop in temperature. So that was something. And we also did a Ouija board in there, like I said before, and we didn't really get much. We got two Zs, and I thought, oh, maybe the spirit's saying it's asleep. Like, leave me alone, I'm sleeping. <laughs> um, but we didn't really get much from it down there, did we? No. Um, but we did start hearing from the original room, like the ballroom, I'm going to call it, sort of like knocks and taps and things. That was weird, because we weren't, we weren't focusing on it at all. We were all focused on this little side room. But I'm convinced I heard, like, a penny rolling across the floor. There was no-one in there. It, we, everyone was in this little room. There was not a lot in where, where we were, so we all migrated back to the original kind of ballroom to see what was going on in there, because that was where stuff was happening. And then it did begin to really get interesting at this point. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, we were in there. We, we moved through to the big ballroom place, and this kind of tapping and knocking, we, we heard it as footsteps kind of walking back and forth along this laminate floor whatever you want to call it but it was like it was literally like someone was walking there but no one was there it was just a bizarre experience and it's that thing that you always say you have to like see it to believe it and yeah whenever I'd seen the kind of tapping on Most Haunted I've been like well you know I work in historic houses I kind of know that they kind of make noises and things and but this was it was someone walking but no one was there it was oh it was amazing it blew my mind I'm still processing it (laughs) I was annoyed quite a lot at the time because I did I wasn't I just wasn't expecting anything. But yeah, you do have to see these things in in person to kind of understand what what the fascination is. Because like Ellie says on the show, you're like, oh, it's, it's Knox. That could be any number of things. But no, it was it was the sound of a person walking. I no idea how that happens. And that it was really frustrating me. And then the knocks kind of progressed to be in the walls. Yeah, and we also had knocks, so we'd like ask it to copy a certain rhythm and it would copy. And it, it would, would copy. do that, and that was really, really frustrating because I just cannot comprehend how that works. 
but it was really cool. It was, I loved it. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was so good. I had such a buzz of joining that. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I was um, I was walking around the room at different points to try and see where this sound was coming from, and it was just it was coming from the floor and the walls. There was just no question about it. And then our group went upstairs to the library where we did we put some devices around the room again and we called out there was a little bit but there wasn't there wasn't much that i remember no there was a big spike on the round pod um between where we were sitting next to a broken panel in the wall <laughs> which was spooky so we don't know if that <laughs> what that means but that was quite spooky and then after that we went to well we kind of got split up so you went to one small bedroom and then onto another one. And then I went to a larger bedroom in a smaller group. I was in a group with about six people, I think. We went to a very spooky bedroom um, full of bunk beds. We put some uh, cat's toys around and some K2s. We were getting a lot of stuff on the cat's toys on these shelves that were raised above the ground. So we, as far as I could see, it wasn't, you know, people walking around. It wasn't vibrations of that kind. They seemed to be kind of individually moving. I think it was Sue who was leading us. It was like... Let's get out the Ouija board. Let's do it. So she put on a very scary red light. We got out the Ouija board and then we started doing that. To be honest, I don't put much stock in the Ouija board, but um, it did get a bit spooky. We weren't really getting a lot of tangible information, but then it start, the planchette started going down to goodbye and then up to the top right of the board uh, consistently, like maybe five or six times in a row. And each time it hit the top right of the board, this girl's K2... Uh, that she was holding would spike every single time and I don't know what to make of that and that's probably the weirdest thing I think that happened because I don't put any stock in the Ouija board but there was something affecting this K2 which does measure things and it was correlating with the and it was correlating with the movement of the wooden planchette yeah so what happened to you yeah so I went to like a larger bedroom at I think there was one bunk bed but it was mainly just little normal beds Um, and so it was just um, four of us Um, so we had a team member and then a, a couple and myself and we placed the sort of touch reactive cat ball like things around the room so we put them by a couple of doors and then one on a bed and we had the REM pod in there as well and we'd started calling out and the REM pod just went crazy and it went crazy probably for about three or four minutes and we were like right, please can you stop because you know you're going to drain the battery and it stopped and then you know we asked it to do some other things and we didn't get a lot we got a couple of flashes from one of the cat balls but nothing much so we said oh we use the ren pod again you know drain the battery go on and it, it did it turned it back on went absolutely crazy and then the battery died another guest sort of knocked on knocked a pattern on the bed and said can you copy that pattern and then the team member said oh i don't know if, if the spirit will be able to see the beds because they're modern beds and then the cat ball on a bed across the room lit up as if to say i can see the beds so that was just oh that was really fun so yeah we had kind of that kind of activity and eventually it fizzled after about five or ten minutes and then we had free time cups of tea and off home really but yeah yeah it was just we wanted to let you know that we loved it and we're going to be coming back for more <laughs> it was crazy because it was more it was more than i think you could put down to just chance so there's there's something something happening something happening um, and we're just gonna in the name of good science have gonna have to come to some more yeah <laughs> some more events and have a good time um, yeah, we still love the podcast. Keep them coming. Um, um, we will see you at a most haunted experience. Ellie 
and Alex, thank you so much um, for your email and, of course, that wonderful voice note. It sounds like you had a very active and interesting night. And remember, every investigation is different. Um, I urge you to keep going. Um, and let us know how you get on in the future with uh, hopeful, hopefully more investigations. Remember, the more that you do, the more you're going to get. And the fact that you're a couple really helps. The tapping and the knocking is phenomenal, isn't it? And when people watch Most Haunted, some people think that we've created that noise ourselves, that we faked it, that we make it up. So my husband, Carl, set up Most Haunted Experience so that you can experience the same phenomena that you see on the TV show. So big plug coming up now. If you fancy coming along with me, Carl, Stuart, Glenn, Greg, and the rest of the team, then go to the Most Haunted Experience website, which is uh, www.mosthauntedexperience.com and have a look at all the locations. There's plenty to choose from. Um, and hopefully I will see you there. And of course, Ellie and Alex on a future investigation. Hopefully that will be very soon. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Do you believe in reincarnation and the possibility of past lives? Join me in our newest series of Yvette Investigates, where I undergo my own past life regression journey to find out who I was in a past life and how this impacts my life in the present. With help from Sal from Spacious Wings Therapies, join me as I explore the most important parts of my past life, meet the characters that were closest to me and work to restore peace to the person I used to be. You can hear things like this. Sounds like trust is important to you. Yes, it is very important. But I don't know who to trust anything. And this. They're making me... I don't want to sign this. No. But they're making me sign it. I feel I have to. But I know it's not right. It's making me quite upset, actually. You can access this brand new series at www.paranormalpod.co.uk. So don't walk, run! Welcome back. I recently took part in a past life regression experience with Saloni Batavia from Spacious Wing Therapies. She guided me through my past life where I met some of the most prevalent people in my life at that time and helped me to remove the parts of this life that were no longer needed. Now, you can hear the full experience in our bonus episode this Saturday um, at www.paranormalpod.co.uk. That's www.paranormalpod.co.uk. Now, let's welcome Sal today, who's going to tell us more about past lives and what they mean for our current lives. Sal, it's absolutely wonderful that you're joining us on the podcast because I'm absolutely fascinated with regression. So I've been reading all the books by Brian Weiss. To me, from being a little girl, I was always interested in regression. I truly believe in reincarnation. Um, So how does it work for you? And first of all, how did you get into it? Hi, Yvette. Thank you. So I'm very passionate about regressions, especially past life regression. I had actually an experience that was connected to Brian Wise. So it's it's great that you and I have got that connection with, you know, he's quite a profound, well-known figure in the past life uh, world. And um, he's written several amazing books. And so I'd say about eight, nine years ago, I went to a conference in London and he was a guest speaker amongst many at that conference. And he did a group, a kind of a massive auditorium regression, past life, but went through a bit of child, going back in time to child through womb and then into a past life. And I had the most profound experience. It was an extremely a body experience. I still am not connecting to a specific memory of a past life, but something happened which stayed with me and it I felt like something happened almost preconception of my preconception. And it was phenomenal. And I went away trying to 
did some research on what happened around my birth, what, you know, that may have kind of led to my physical experience that was mainly in my throat. But um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get that information because certain people aren't around to get that from anymore. But I always said something magical and quite powerful happened there when I was taken back. And I decided I would go and do one of his workshops in America one day. And that's exactly what I did. So about I can't remember how many years later I went to the States and I did his workshop and I met him and I met his wife. So I was trained by them. That's when my professional journey began, let's say, in this field. I had definitely say that I think I've been connecting to past life stuff for many years, probably since I was a child in dream state, through meditation, through daydreaming <laughs> and through synchronicity. As the more I've kind of gone into this work and worked with people and done my own, the more synchronicities I have come across, which explains so much about my current life. For people who don't know very much about reincarnation, they've heard of it. A lot of people not quite sure what to think. Yes. What would you say to them? What is reincarnation? Let, let's just let's just go back to the basics for the people that don't understand it. Um, how does the soul reincarnate? What happens? How many lives can you live? I'm just going to fire some questions at you that you know the layman will. Be be like, okay, this is what I think. How many lives does a soul live? Do you mirror those lives in your current life? And um, you often hear of people saying, I've got a neck ache and find out in, you know, years ago that they were hanged. Why is it when people get regressed, they're always Henry VIII or Cleopatra, you know, um, so many things. Can regression actually help you, which we'll move on to later. I want to ask you that later on. But just for now, just answer those really basic questions. Right. Okay. A lot of questions. I'll try my best. So reincarnation, it's about basically having more than one life, the soul being born again kind of thing. And many religions all over the world, obviously Hinduism, Buddhism, they're very well-known religions. And we talk a lot about reincarnation. It's a big part of the religious scriptures, but there are several religions in the world that at some point in history have been open to an afterlife into past lives so it's about the soul you know coming back in different ways to, to learn and grow through having a life experience you know every time the soul comes back it's has a goal or a plan or maybe in almost a task that's decided maybe in spirit state to learn and grow from a new experience. Some people, you know, this is an open kind of argument whether animals come into this. You know, there are some schools that may say no animals don't reincarnate, but I've had people that when I've taken them in, they've come in an animal form. It's happened only a few times, but it has happened. And there are the, the some that believe in almost going to other other planets, you know, maybe going to other places completely and having existences and lives even there. When somebody connects with a past life, there may be some themes, some energy, some issues that are being brought forward in the reincarnated soul. When we someone comes to me for a past life regression session, it might be that we are trying to perhaps find out more about what they are experiencing that may be stemming from a past life. So you mentioned a neck ache, you know, something like that, you know, we could go to the root of the neck ache, find out where it came from if it's a past life issue. And often it is. 
often intuitively we kind of know there's roots to this. Um, with reincarnation as a theme, you know, it's it's always open to was it real or not? Past lives real? Does any of this really exist? You know, it's always an open discussion. There has been a lot of research done on reincarnation. Ian Stevenson is a quite famous guy who wrote about it. He went to India, lots of stuff to do with children, did lots of research. And a guy called Ian Lawton actually wrote a great book called The Big Book of the Soul, which is a great book, which has got theory in it. It's also got case examples over several different you know over a very big vast amount of time and it's not all his own research it's research that he's gathered together from different parts of the world from various professionals you know we're talking about psychiatrists here using hypnosis so there is some research that has been written out there about past lives and people being able to find information to prove they were this person once that kind of thing but for the everyday person you know, I have a client that might come along and they go into a past life and they get some very specific details, perhaps about years, names, locations, things that they weren't familiar with at all. And then they go and do their research. And I've had a few people that have actually found the person they were once. And they, you know, in their conscious mind have no information or idea or knowledge about that part of the world or that kind of thing, maybe if it's a political thing. So, there are those that have gone away and kind of said, right, I've been able to prove I was that person after having my experience. So it requires an open heart, an open mind. And I had an example. I actually had an atheist come to me the other day for a regression. But she is really open to expanding her spirituality. She wants to work on some themes and issues in her present life that are really affecting her and stopping her from, you know, being the best person she could be because they keep repeating themselves. So we actually ended up doing a past life regression on her and it was great because she ended up accessing a life and working through the themes and going into spirit state and the afterlife and working on things, yet she doesn't necessarily believe in those things. But she saw the benefits of how that process could heal and help her let go and move forward in her life and so that's a great example of you don't always have to believe in reincarnation believe in things like the afterlife believe in guides but if you're open to just having an experience to perhaps help yourself heal and grow release move forward and just do something different and new it goes a long way so so why might someone wish to embark on a past life regression session Yes, there's a lot, actually. Um, there could be basically a pure reason of curiosity. I know that you came with some curiosity, for example. And so somebody may just want to know a little bit about their previous existences, perhaps expand their spirituality. Um, a lot of people that come to me are actually quite new on a spiritual path. and They kind of get a bit open explosion when they do some regression. And people that want to understand themselves better, perhaps uh, understand why they are the way they are, why life is how it is, particularly if they're things that they're not particularly happy with or would like to change. It can sometimes help deepen a sense of self-acceptance and that in itself can be extremely healing. I feel that people often come because they actually want to heal or release 
or improve something in their lives. Perhaps you could say transform it. And so like we touched on the theme of guilt that came up for you. People can come with various physical ailments such as uh, headaches, back issues, maybe infertility, right down to emotional issues, things really trouble them that perhaps block them, maybe issues with jealousy or fear, anger, you know, not having struggles with boundaries um, and going on to that, relationships and a big Big part of my clientele come because of relationship issues, whether, again, it's about boundaries, whether it's about meeting someone to settle down, whether they're finding that hard, not trusting people, fears and issues around attachments, and obviously to do with the relationship with themselves. Again, people come for maybe phobias, addictions, blocks, manifesting. People come for positive reasons, like uh, I had an artist who came because her work was just not getting recognised and her commissions just went off the roof about four or five days after our uh, session. So these are kind of various kind of symptoms why people may come. But really, um, regression work, particularly I'd say past life in a child work, is actually very much about the here and now and the life moving forward. So people... You know, when I speak to people and they say, well, what is the point of going back there? We're here now. Why do you want to go back? But I always say to people, as far as my work is concerned, it is all about the now moving forward. But it's about try to shift the stuff that keeps repeating itself, the stuff which perhaps has a root, which is much further back. Um, and just to add, when people do this work, there's a sense of letting go forgiveness and healing that comes about, which I guess we're going to maybe talk a little bit more about shortly. Um, but there is really a sense of unburdening that can occur with this work because you get to understand where it comes from, the theme or the issue, and actually do some empowering work to release it. So this is could be seen as a form of healing or self-healing rather. Um, and one of the things that a lot of my clients have said, whether they've come to my groups or whether they've done one-to-one -one sessions with me, is their psychic ability has really opened up, their ability, their intuition, because when we do this work, we're working with intuition, we're working with the information that we're trusting is coming through whatever way it is, whatever sense it's coming through in. So a lot of my clients have really started to trust their intuition more afterwards. And a lot of people have found they can meditate a lot more easily because of the stilling of the mind. So the family that you're with now and your relations, are they the same souls that you that you live in your past life, but they're different. So like Carl, my husband, could have been my sister or my mother in another life. What I've found through my work, often working maybe more in the kind of between life state, particularly, is that we tend to have soul groups and different roles in soul groups. So I, I had a client yesterday that we worked in that state and she recognised for her her current life souls, current life family, friends, those that she's close to, those that have had a massive impact in her life, whether it be good and possibly not so good as well, they are people that she has been reincarnating with a lot in recent lives and future lives to come. I've had other clients where maybe significant people in their current life, they, they make a special appearance and they haven't been in all their lives. So we are tending to work with soul groups but we can have primary we can have secondary soul groups that can have 
be numerous souls that we're working with and we keep coming back with. It's quite likely that if you feel a strong resonance with somebody, whether it be a parent or a family member or somebody you just meet, you know that feeling where you've met someone, don't know them, but you feel you've met them before, you feel connected. I had a, the most incredible experience. Carl and myself were in a, a town called Leek, just looking in an antiques shop and we were up on the top floor and I heard this woman's voice coming into the shop and she was with her partner she came into the shop and as soon as I heard the voice I panicked and I said to Carl oh my god I cannot let this woman go out of the shop I need to I need to get in communication with her anyway she came up the stairs and I said to her straight away I pretended and I went have we met before and she said well I, I recognize you. She said, but I don't think we've ever met before. And and I said, I know this sounds really strange. I said, but can I give you my phone number? I said, because I, I really like to keep in touch with you. Now, I never do that, ever. And on the way home, Carl was like, why have you given a complete stranger your phone number? And I said, because I know that I've met this person in another life, because as soon as I heard her voice, I knew it. So I would love to find out where she is in one of my lives, because I know she was very important. I wonder if she was my like her sister or my mother or something. It was it was bizarre. And we've been firm friends ever since we have honestly firm firm friends we love each other to bits she's gorgeous that's amazing and that is an example of you know at a deep level it was a beyond mind beyond consciousness level it was a deep inner knowing yeah yeah wow I have a connection with that person that is beyond time and space potentially and deja vu is another great example of familiarity of being somewhere and like I've done this before, I've been here before. That's another great example. Another example, which is probably the one that many of us have been experiencing since we're very small children, is dreams. So many dreams, uh, give me an example, is having a dream that just feels so familiar. You're not you, and maybe your partner's not them. However, it's them. You just look different, you're different people, but it just feels like you. And again, that could be another example of past life connections forming. And again, I've had clients that have gone into a past life and they said, I've dreamt about that person. And there you go. Everybody will know that we'd spoken about regression on, an, on a previous podcast. But I remember interviewing somebody and saying, oh, I'd love to be regressed. I'd love to find out who I was in a previous life. Now, the lovely thing is, is that Sal actually has regressed me. It was absolutely extraordinary to me. And I went in with a very open mind, very, very keen to find out who I was in a past life. And my I wanted to find out who I was in my last life because, and the reason why I bring it up is because you... Uh, brought something up there, dreams. I had been inundated for a couple of years with these very strange dreams where I wasn't me. I was somebody else, even though I never saw my face, but I was in this body and I was with people that I didn't know, I didn't understand. I was in strange situations um, that were, were really quite extraordinary. And these, And it was a feeling. I had the most amazing feeling that something was going on. So, 
Anyway, it was very exciting because Sal agreed and um, me and Carl, we traveled. I'm with the lovely producer, Molly. We traveled to Sal's home um, and um, we did a session, didn't we, which lasted for quite a few hours. And after that session, my I can honestly say that... We did find out who I was in, a, in another life. And for the for the sake of the uh, podcast, it was somebody famous in their time, but a lot of people wouldn't know who he was now. I was a man and I'm going to call him Alan. He was an influential person, but lived with, and this is what we got out of the ses- session, didn't we? But lived with this tremendous, awful guilt of being homosexual in the 60s, which is actually, Sal, what you spoke about at the beginning and how it's it's come full circle and infiltrated certain parts of my life. But it's since the regression, it's actually, I feel so much lighter. I feel so much happier. And it whatever it is, it, it certainly has worked. Whether, you know, let's look at the sceptical side of things. You know, was it my imagination? I don't know. Was it, was I really this character called Alan that lived in the 60s, that loved music, was homosexual, you know, didn't know what to do with his life? I don't know. Personally, I believe I was because the dreams marry up with the things that you know, was coming out in the session. I mean, what did you take from that that session, Sal? Well, I thought it was fabulous, really, because you went in. His energy came through, rather. His energy came through. I have the occasional client that will really embody that character that they were once because the voice came through, the body movements came through. It was just like it was another personality coming through. And... You know, one of the questions I would say is the physical, because you had some physical energy as well, and there was a lot of emotions that came through. And I would ask you, Yvette, how did they feel? Did they feel real for you in that moment? Yes, I remember the, one of the first sensations was feeling really nauseous and, and sick in my, in my stomach. I remember that. There are certain things that I remember and it, was, it ended, I only thought that I was on your sofa for an hour, but it was three hours. It was a long time. Yeah. And I remember thinking, why is my hair all crispy? And then I realized it's because I'd been crying yes. and all, all the tears had gone into my, rolled into my hair. And it was a very, very, it was like a purge. I was purging all these amazing emotions that my soul or that past life had been carrying. And according to yourself, you you managed to get out and ask a question, how many times has this reoccurring theme of guilt been going on? How many lives has Yvette's soul been getting? And and it was five, wasn't it? So what I want to do is, is I want to go back again and find out where the first life comes into connecting with this guilt. What's the story behind it? Where it all began, the root of it. Yes, because I work, my main theme with clients is where possible going to root cause because many of my clients come to me because they're having blocks in their lives. They Something needs to shift. They are wanting to go down the past life route for this Perhaps they've tried other things and it didn't work. So going to the root cause or the source of where or where it began of something 
can be extremely powerful. So for you, definitely uh, go into the to where the root of this, I mean, guilt, but it's kind of almost excessive, you know, really too much stuff, too much guilt. Yeah, it, what, it, re- it really, and just also, sorry to interrupt you, just to explain, is that in my life, I do carry guilt, but guilt as in, I always want to make people happy. And I'm always doing things. I'm always doing things because it makes me happy. But if they're not happy, I have this immense, oh, it must be my fault. It must be my fault. Oh my gosh. I've, oh dear, that's terrible. That's terrible. And I've lived all my life like that. You know, you may have tried to address this at some point in your life during various methods, whatever it might be, but it's still there. And like you said, that massive sense of responsibility, which is draining, draining of on you. And it gets, you know, gets you upset and, but it's what it is, is it's just, it's almost like this, this heavy emotion, which potentially is just draining you. And it's something which, you know, we, we were able to find out that actually it's got roots that are way beyond Yvette. You know, they are, they are roots that go several lifetimes back. And, you know, guilt is a human emotion. We can feel guilt, but it's when, guilt is too much and there's almost no reason to feel guilty like you've talked about you're almost taking responsibility for something which you don't have to but you can't help it it's just like it's a natural part of you well actually doing some work to try and actually release that because it's an unhelpful you know emotion when it's out you know unhelpful energy which is actually affecting you um going back to where it began to actually do the work to find out what happens so we can actually make peace with it release it make peace with it do whatever what we need to do in a session as I said whether it be guilt anger shame fear you know I've had clients come to those and then also going to physical ailments physical symptoms the same idea really about uh, going back to the root of something which is just taking maybe too much of a presence in the present life, which is unhelpful perhaps. Yeah, and since since then, since us doing that session, like I say, I slept like a log. I feel totally uh, so much happier in myself um but like we say i think it's it's great because we're going to go back and go back to the to the beginning of of when it all started which i also think will will help even more but so i just want to say uh, while we end this session now um just to say thank you sal so much for um you know for doing the regression um because i really do believe it's it's helped me immensely it really really has and I can honestly say hand on heart please get in touch with Sal if you have uh, you think that you would like to be regressed and if you think it will help you in this life I can I can honestly say it's the best thing that I've ever ever done honestly it really is fantastic where and what should they do to contact you Okay, so um, people can find me on my website. I'm Spacious Swings Therapies. They can drop me an email quite easily on there, or they can obviously get me through Instagram as well. Um, But I would recommend email. And if you're, you know, able to get to me, I'm around Hertfordshire, London ways in the UK. But I do regress people from all kind of places around the world. I've had people tune in for some of my groups from Australia even and do one-to-ones from other places. So it's we now that we have the wonderful internet, we can do this work 
despite the distance. And also I do have some upcoming in-person group workshops as well coming up, which are kind of more around the Hertfordshire London area as well. So if somebody's interested, just drop us an email and it's a conversation to be had. And also it's just a past life. We also do a little bit of inner child and different types of regression as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know what, the way of looking at it is, is this, this is interesting in terms of trying to resolve and work on some stuff, but also regression can give you more of an expansive spiritual experience, including expanding your intuition, your openness, your psychic ability and connecting with beings of light as well. So this can be seen as also a positive expansive experience on your path rather than just to resolve issues <laughs> so yeah thank you Eva. i really appreciate you guys getting in touch it was a, a wonderful experience from my end as well i thoroughly enjoyed it i appreciate it thank you and here's a little clip just to whet your appetite here's what happened during the regression session and in a moment when i say now you're gonna go all the way into that past life body now, stepping into that body, taking your time, and in your room. <laughs> mm. I have putting my hands on my ears. I can't deal with this noise. No. The screaming. <gasps> screaming. Is this a what? When you say screaming, girls screaming. Oh, I see. The screaming. It's a wonderful noise. I like it very much. I think I'm in a hospital. You're in a hospital? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've got flowers, so it's not me. Ah. But somebody's not very well. But you know, I feel like this is all a bit of an inconvenience. Inconvenience? Yes, okay. I've got too, too much to do. They're making me... I don't want to sign this. No. But they're making me sign it. I feel I have to. But I know it's not right. Okay. It's making me quite upset, actually. Mm. Well, thank you for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and a huge thanks to all our lovely listeners for sharing their visitation stories with us. You can get in touch and share your own stories. Come on, don't be shy at this address. It's paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com. And we are on WhatsApp. Do give us a call. You never know, I could answer the phone. The number is 075-999-27537. That's 075-999-27537. And we are on Instagram and our handle is at Paranormal Activity Pod. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and we'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then, visit us at this address. It's www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week, stay safe and remember, things aren't always as they seem. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.